Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 45 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Uh, this is Euro Trip Part 2, our last day in Europe with Anton Crelly from AntonMethod.com. Yep, heading to the airport in one hour. <laughs> or less than that, actually. So yeah. <laughs> this has been a crazy trip. Uh, we're mainly going to talk about Vienna versus Budapest, but then we're also going to talk about you know Europe in general for location-dependent digital entrepreneurs, as well as how that compares to Saigon and Chiang Mai. So first, let's talk about Vienna. How did you like that, that city? Yeah, Vienna's awesome. Um, loved it. Uh, it was really cool because Johnny actually knew someone out there. So we got, I guess, shown around a little different part of town than most people see, even though the actual city itself was it was gorgeous. Um, being in the, the tourist area, I guess, in the main district, the buildings were the biggest I've ever seen in my life and just absolutely beautiful. So really enjoyed that. We went to some museums, saw some of the, uh, the old older castles and what was called the palace went to the palace a uh, really good time there i loved it and also got to go up into the hills and do a little day trip little trekking so that was great too so this may sound ridiculous but a year ago when i wanted to come to europe my only thing i really wanted to do is i wanted to walk through a forest and pick berries because mm. it sounded to me so, so ridiculous where you know people they're just free berries everywhere and you can just eat as much as you want <laughs> and it, like to me that that actually is what europe sounded like so I'm really happy that we got to do that and had some, some blackberries. Um, but also, Vienna had these the biggest buildings I've ever seen in my entire freaking life. And they just made you feel like you wanted to take over the world. So I, I really feel like if I had grown up here, <laughs> I would either, you know, want to conquer the world or uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, but it's, it's, it's great. And I, I really feel like every single person should come out here and see that. I love it. Yeah, that's what was different, I would say, from Vienna uh, to everywhere else we've been so far. Just just the size of everything. Everything was bigger. And uh, it's funny because if you go outside the city a little bit, it's not like that. Like, we, we stayed maybe 20 minutes walking outside of the, the main part. And it was like, I was nervous when we first got there. We took the train down from Prague, which was awesome. And if anyone's thinking of doing it, go with Railjet. I know there's a few different trains that run. And the Railjet, uh, Railjet cars are just awesome. The first class isn't much more. There's Wi-Fi. Uh, huge seats they recline it's awesome so took that down and then we took a, a taxi to our hotel and the part of town we were staying in looked actually pretty ghetto i was uh i was nervous i was like where do we just come to we just you know i left prague and i loved prague it was so beautiful then arrived there but after we got you know checked into our hotel and took a little walk and found the main area very cool and i think everyone that's traveling europe should definitely go to the city yeah one tip about traveling on railroads i guess or on trains it's it's not like an airplane where if you if you're too cheap to spend the four dollars to reserve a seat you know you get another seat it might not be the best but you you know usually you, you do okay and you're always going to have a seat on trains it's not like that if you don't pay the four euros which is like six dollars to reserve a seat you get no seat you, you basically just lay on the middle of the floor yeah we reserved ours because we wanted the window seats and a table so we could get some work done but it was funny just walking around like i was walking to the uh to the restaurant cart and there were just all these random areas with backpackers just like sprawled out on the floor laying there and i was like what's going on here did they overbook it and then we actually asked one of the workers and they said yeah they do overbook it <laughs> they sell you they sell seats and then they just sell extra tickets and that means you're sitting on the floor somewhere or 
laying down. So yeah, if you're going to travel, book it, uh, book it in advance, reserve your seats. And I definitely say if you're going with Railjet, get that first class ticket because really nice seats, really comfortable ride, big windows. It's yeah, nice. I love it. And it's a great view. It's a great way to see some of the countryside as well. Yep. Uh, if you guys want guides to any of these places, I've been writing on my blog. So uh, instead of just making you know random daily blog posts, I've decided to do one big, massive guide to each to each country. So for this one, it would be Johnny's Guide to Vienna, uh, which will be up on my blog, johnnyfd.com. Uh, so as far as livability for Vienna as a as an entrepreneur, would you do it? Yes or no? Uh, well, the, the area where we met up with uh, your friend out there, I actually did like that a lot. It was a little bit outside of town, but they have a very, you know, very efficient tram system. So it's easy enough to get in. It was surrounded by all those like beautiful hills, but it's not really for me. Um, I wouldn't live there. I'll definitely be back to visit, but no, not, not my kind of city for, to live, to live. Yeah, I, I think it's a place that you should definitely visit. Go to the palace, go to the museum. Man, the palace was so big that it took us two days to see the whole thing. One day we just spent around, walking around the courtyards and the gardens of it uh, up to the viewpoint. And the next day we actually went inside and looked at it all. So it's insanely beautiful. I mean, I, I would say, you know, these are the things of dreams that, you know, you imagine you might see on TV, but when you're actually there and you see it in real life, it is immense. And, you know, that's actually what inspired me to want to send my parents on this trip. I talked about this in the last episode, but my goal for 2015 isn't to buy another gold watch or isn't to save another X amount in my bank is I want to be able to afford to send my parents on a nice, you know, a couple week holiday out to Europe. And Vienna was actually the country that inspired me to, to want to do that because it was so massive and so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am recommending too to everyone I know to, to get out there. I want to get my, uh, my family out there too. Awesome place. And I thought I was Austrian, but now I think I'm actually Transylvanian. That's where my, <laughs> my family's roots are from. So not sure, but it's a, it's a beautiful place regardless. So highly recommend anyone traveling through, go there. As far as anyone thinking about living there, we, you know, we didn't, I know most places we go, we've been doing the tourist stuff, but this is a place we actually did meet with a local who showed us around a little bit. And even there, while it was very beautiful and very nice, I don't think there was really a, a community out there that is that, and that's what I look for when I'm picking a place to live. Yeah. And it's definitely not a cheap place in Europe to live. Uh, so it's definitely more of a vacation place than, than a place to bootstrap or to go down. I mean, I, I'm sure if you looked hard enough, there's co-working spaces everywhere in the world now, but yeah. it's definitely not a place that, that stands up for it. So I actually just pe- poured uh, me and Anton some beer that we've been carrying around with us on the train for over a week now. We got it from Czech Republic and it's my favorite beer that I've ever had in my life. And this is going to be probably the first and last time I'm ever going to have a beer on the podcast because <laughs> after Europe, I'm not going to be drinking anymore. So, you know, it's nice to ha- be able to celebrate this with you guys. Cheers, Anton. Yeah, cheers. cheers everyone at home if you have a glass of water or something in front of you. Or beer. Or beer, I guess. Mm. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, that's one thing we realized in uh, in Austria. The beer was, you know, is okay, but Prague is Prague is definitely where it's at. If you're a beer drinker, spend your time in Prague. Yeah, or get Czech beer wherever you go. Even right now, we're in um, we're in Budapest. Now. <laughs> we're in Budapest right now, <laughs> and we went out last night, and the bars we were at all served Czech beers. So yeah, on they, draft, they know. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And in Germany, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. If you ever heard that, quickly listen to episode 45. That's when we talked about Berlin and. Prague. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. for like three weeks. I already forgot where we've been. Yep. It, it's insane. Uh, so the reason why I'm actually heading to the airport in an hour is I'm going to surprise my girlfriend, Larissa. Happy birthday, baby. Uh, for, you know, on her birthday, which is tomorrow. And I would have loved to stay another week or so. But you know what? This trip has been long enough. I've seen four you know countries. Uh, we got some work done. We sat in some saunas. 
which we'll talk about in a second. And hmm. it's been a great trip. And I, I think the only reason why anybody would want to travel longer is either they're, you know, home basing somewhere and they're, they're renting an apartment for a month, or if they're just trying to get the most out of it because plane tickets are expensive. And right now at this point, you know, I'd rather just enjoy it and not, you know, get overworn out and, where everything starts mixing together because it already kind of has. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think we're the same way. Like you have the travel like a boss podcast and you know, we both say we like to travel, which we do, but not, not forever. It's not, it's not sustainable. We both love working. Like we, we only really worked one day for a full day. We went to a co-working space out here in Budapest and we were both saying at the end of the day, like they threw us out when they closed and like, I was we the first ones there. And, yeah. And, we, yeah. <laughs> first ones there, last ones to leave, to leave and we weren't ready to leave. So like it depends on, you know, what, what you're really looking to do. But for people like us who do like to travel, but really love to work and like to have a home base and, you know, I think three weeks for this trip was definitely good. And if I was going to stay longer, I would do what Johnny said, maybe get a three-month lease in Berlin or a place like that, and then just take week-long trips every now and then and see some other sites around around town. I think that's going to be my plan for next summer. Uh, hopefully, my girlfriend can be on board for that. But it's it's one of those things where now I can finally have I finally have both the time and the money to travel. And I realized, you know what? I don't want to backpack around and sleep in a tent and go around for two months because, and, you know, I get the, the cheapest, you know, no seats on the, on the train. You know, part of it is I'm a little bit older now, I'm 33, but I, I really don't think it's that. I think it's finally I can afford, you know, to have a seat and be able to, you know, go home, enjoy myself, get back to work. And I love work. Yeah. If you guys don't love what you do, do something else. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And it's funny because I know like, as far as what you're doing, Johnny, with like your e-commerce stores, and that's what I always talk about in, in the course, in the e-commerce course, it's like, you don't have to love what you're selling. You just have to love building a business and making things happen. Like when the money's coming in and you know it's because you're providing value and you're making it all work and you're like that ringleader of your new business. That's fun. That's enjoyable. And seriously, it was so funny because I didn't even know they were trying to throw us out. And Johnny's like, are, when are you going to pick up your bag? Like we, I just kept working. I did not want to leave. It was such a great day. You know, and we actually, and you meet cool people too. That's what I love about actually co-working spaces. We met a cool guy that's out here for a big music festival going on. That's he's actually kind of, he's smart. He's killing two birds with one stone. He's going around and doing video tours of all of the co-working spaces here while he's out in Budapest for a music festival. So meet people like that. We got to go out to lunch with him, talk about actually co-working spaces in Ukraine where he works. And it's just, it's it's awesome, you know? Yeah, if you could find a nice place with a good community and a great co-working space, that, that's my recommendation. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. All right, so what did you think about Budapest, which we're in right now? Yeah, Budapest is, uh, you know, it's okay. Honestly, it's definitely my least favorite out of the four countries that we've been to since we've been in Europe. doesn't mean I don't like it. It just means that I was really impressed by the others. Uh, what I think about this one, we did a tour yesterday. We've been doing free walking tours in every city, which I highly recommend to anyone. I think we did speak about it in the last episode, but something you have to do. You just learn so much. But what we learned about, uh, about Budapest, as they call it, is that basically they've never really like been a successful country. It seems they've always been run by someone else and they've always been just like controlled. So there's not like, there's not the, the kind of architecture that you see in the other countries here where they really had periods where they were just thriving and super successful. It's always kind of been a suppressed, you know, area and you, you really see that. So there are some nice things to look at. There's a few nice statues. There's a couple nice churches. We saw a pretty cool place. The, the thing that I like more than anything about here are the, the bathhouses and the spas, which are, you know, it's pretty cool and it's something you can't see anywhere in the world. But as far as you know a place that I'm gonna come back to I can't really say if I if I would come back here to visit I don't think it has that much um, value for me to come back and see again and again so we just spent this entire morning at one of the bathhouses called Rudis and it's a traditional Turkish bath and during the walking tour we actually learned that the reason why there are Turkish baths here is because the Turks took over the country for hundreds of years mm -hmm. and decided to you know they wanted a place to chill out and relax so they they tapped 
into this underground artesian water source that's hot thermal water and they built these beautiful you know baths around everywhere so we've been to three of them now and so the first one first one we went to i, I can't pronounce any of these yeah um, but the first one i think it's like galliert yeah and it was awesome it was, had a big outdoor area the wave pool which is beautiful it had um you know it's kind of the chill areas and inside it was it was a lot of people but it wasn't crowded uh and you have different water temperatures so you know you have and this is all in celsius so it's kind of hard to convert to fahrenheit but basically 28 is like you know is, is lukewarm and then 40 is so hot. hot and so 42 hot. is like the hottest jacuzzi you, you've ever been yeah. to where most people can't stand there so i like the, the heat yeah <laughs> Uh, and they also have these ice baths, which are cool that, that you go in. But what I liked about Galliot the most is the outside wave pool area. It wasn't that crowded. It was, it was big. Um, and the second one we went to, definitely can't pronounce this one. No. Nope. Stanzaski Stans or it's something. It's the biggest one here. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the biggest and the oldest one. That's the most famous. Way overcrowded. It might have just been the day that we, we, we went because there's a festival uh, in town right now. And all the backpackers uh, are camping out at this festival. They had nowhere to bathe, so they came over here uh, to spend the day. So it could have been that. But I've also, I, I assume that place is always crowded. Uh, all the, half the lockers didn't work. And yeah, yeah, definitely know. the upkeep was was pretty bad over there. But what's cool about these places is just like you know, back home we have public pools and not something I would go to. But this is, it's just different. It's it's definitely a thing that's unique to to this area. And basically, you go in, they give you a locker, and some of them you put on a bathing suit, some of them you put on like a flap they give you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you go around and they have all these different temperature pools, and they have the saunas and the steam rooms. So it's a good place just to go and chill out and relax for you know. A few hours like this morning we woke up early at 7 a.m it's our last day here and we just wanted to chill out this morning before actually getting on our plane so went over there for what, like two and a half hours and it's just relaxing so definitely something you should check out if you're here it's probably the thing i liked most about being in budapest yeah if i lived here i've already decided what i would do is every weekend i would go to one of the biggest ones probably the um Galileo one and just to chill out and spend the day we had lunch there you know and it's it's beautiful and then maybe one day during the week i would go to one of the smaller ones like this and just kind of just chill out for an hour or two you know and just relax yeah. sometimes it's good i mean it's really good for your brain and your body just to tone tone yeah. down and relax sometimes what i have to say though out of the ones we've been to here these all the all the authentic authentic ones all the older ones and they've been built like some in the 1900s some hundreds of years before that it's crazy but the, the one we went today i think it said it was built in like 1516 or something like that yeah. but the uh the one that i like the best was the one in berlin which is brand new and super modern and it's not you know heated by natural springs or anything like that but that that's more my style so that was called liquid room in berlin so if you're out there go to that place it was awesome yeah i, I definitely agree that was amazing i do like the idea that it is natural water and yeah. i know there's a lot of minerals in there that are good for you i'm gonna do a whole write-up about this it's gonna be johnny's guide to budapest yeah. on my blog uh, so check that out uh, so as far as livability wise you, you don't think this is a, a place you would live i i personally wouldn't no again you know everyone likes different things so everyone would want something out of where they're living but for me i wouldn't live here we, we went to the co-working space and i think it was us and like three other people and that was on a weekday and we were there from open to close and it was a very nice space i did like the space the internet was okay it was fast enough it's actually faster at a hotel which i thought was funny mm -hmm. i think we had a uh, 10 down five up at the co-working space and at a hotel what is it it's like 30 down 10 up but uh whatever yeah so um it was nice though. It was really, it was really well laid out space. It was beautiful. Yeah, great, great design. Exactly. Uh, I would say Budapest is a really great place if a place like Chiang Mai didn't exist. 
it's not as it's cheaper than the rest of the European countries, mm-hmm. but it's not that cheap. And there are you know nice things to do, but there's nicer things to do in other places. So it's kind of one of those things where there's the only reason why I would live in Budapest is if I needed to live in Europe, but I couldn't afford to live in Berlin. And I don't see any reason why that would even happen. So yeah, for me, like I I don't I must really love Southeast Asia. And it's funny that was the first place I picked when I started really traveling long term two years ago. Um, you know, everyone knows I started in Thailand, met Johnny up in Chiang Mai, but um, since then I've tried South America, I've tried Central America, now I'm out here in Europe. And it's not that I don't like these places. I love love them as a tourist. I love them as someone on vacation. But when I think about actually living in any of these places, I just think like, no, I, I love where I am. It feels like there's so much going on in Southeast Asia right now, not only with people from all over the world that are building businesses, but the countries themselves are building. So even Chiang Mai from two years ago, when I first got there, almost two years ago, I guess, to where it is now, when I went back to visit Johnny a couple months ago to start planning the retreat, it looks like a different place. Like these places are blowing up. It's nonstop action. Same thing in Saigon. Like you could walk by a building in the morning and walk by in the afternoon. And it could look different. Like there's non-stop action, and I really love that. It's like inspires me. Yeah, I love the old world history of Europe and going on these to- these tours and looking around. But for as far as a place to live and be productive, I don't I don't think this is it. Uh, yeah. You know, like the only other reason why I would come to Budapest is if I was if I was young and single and I wanted just to party and, and drink, you know, some Czech beers uh, yeah. in Budapest. Uh, but really, you know, it's a great place to stop by if you're traveling. But I personally wouldn't live here either. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Out of, out of everywhere we've been, there's definitely some cool places, but. Southeast Asia. I don't know what it is. That place. I think. I think if you're bootstrapping or if you're making money, like you, there's different. You could scale your lifestyle there. You know, you can get by with like thousand or less a month, or you well, could ball for yeah, yeah like ten k a month. You do it if you want. I mean, we were you know when we were sitting in the thermal pools. Anton asked me, he's like, hey, if you're really killing it, if you're making like 100000 a month, where would you move to? And I said, I'd probably move three blocks away in Chiang Mai yeah. to, to a more expensive place. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's not even about the money. It's it's really not. It's about like what's going on there and like the vibe it gives off because I, I, I love it. I, if you haven't been there yet, come to the retreat. We talked about it like the whole last episode. Yeah. Yeah, come we're out. not going to talk about it this yeah. time. No worries. But come out. Yeah. <laughs> but do come out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So Europe is to an end. All right. But so the, out of the four countries... Uh, if you had to pick one right now to say, I'm going to live here and work on business, which one would it be? For how long? So let's say for three months, okay? So for, for three Americans, months, I would choose Berlin. So for, yeah, so for Americans, we can only come for three months out of six months. Yeah. And half the year is cold. So realistically, we can only come for three months a year. Yeah, um, yeah I would choose Berlin because it was bigger. It was more spread out. Even though it wasn't my favorite city as a tourist, I would choose it to live. Uh, Prague, if I had like one month, I would definitely stay in Prague for a month and work and just explore and just really enjoy it. I love Prague. Like I, that place was amazing. Um, and again, it's not that I didn't love Vienna also because I did, but I think as, as far as a place to stay a little bit longer, uh, I Prague for a month, if I had three months, I would do Berlin because there's more to see and you can kind of take the train around and you know spread yourself out and actually see more and learn more about the culture. As far as here in Budapest, I, it's not for me, yeah, not to live. So for me, I would put, I would personally rather live in Budapest than, than Vienna, mm-hmm. just because I'm not a huge fan of, you know, really big cities, uh, but I, my, my, my top two would be the same. It would be, first would be Berlin. I like riding bicycles around and it's perfectly laid out for that. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other parts of Europe, uh, you know, which are like that too. I'm sure Holland's like that. And I've heard a lot of Scandinavia's like that too. But out of the four places that we've been, uh, Berlin, it's a great mixture of expat culture, you know, kind of the open-mindedness, you know, thinking, you know, easy to get around, um, you know, and it's like a nice European feel to it. So I would definitely choose Berlin. And I, and I really think that there's a good chance I might come out here next year for that. Um, and as far as the other three, I think it's great to visit, but I wouldn't live uh, really in any of those right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. So, what are your what are your future travel plans for the next couple of months coming up? Uh, what, what month is it now? What, what are we it's the end of August. Yep. I have September. I'm going to be back finally. I get like six weeks at my apartment. I got this pretty sweet apartment out in Saigon that I haven't been at in a while. So I'm going to go out there. I'm going to focus on work for the next five weeks or so. I'm going to fly out to Chiang Mai the first week in October to make sure everything's on schedule for October 7th, which is when all you guys are hopefully coming out. I think we have a crew of about 70 people so far. So I'm going to be there for October 7th through 12th in Chiang Mai. And then after that, I'm going to fly down to Phuket and I'm going to be down there for two or three days for just a little, you know, meet up with some friends down on the islands. And then I will be going back to Saigon and then I'll be going back to New York and then I'll be back in Saigon, I think early January. And I'm going to try not to go anywhere for a while because I'm, I'm kind of traveled out. You know, I, I know this is called Travel Like a Boss, and we do travel a lot, but I think we have a good balance of travel and work. So I'm actually looking forward so much to just getting back to Chiang Mai and not going anywhere for the next six weeks. So I'm going to wake up next to my lovely girlfriend, I'm going to walk over to Pun Space, and I'm just going to do work. And I would say, you know what, I mean, on weekends, you know, we do like old places, so we probably go on like a weekend trip somewhere close by. Hot um, Springs. Hot Springs in Chiang Mai, or maybe, you know, go to Chiang, Chiang Dao, which is like an hour away, get a nice hotel room there for, for a weekend. But you know, realistically, I just, I just want to sit, <laughs> sit down and do some work. <laughs> uh, but I do have some plans coming up. So uh, I'm going to be at Anton's retreat in Chiang Mai, but I'll be, you know, I'll be in Chiang Mai already, so that'll be easy. <laughs> but I'll probably just... I don't have any plans to, but I'll probably fly down to the islands with all these guys and just hang out for a few days just to kind of celebrate and hang out because um, it's so easy to travel around Thailand. You see, you might as well. But my girlfriend's going to have a school break. So uh, I think mid-October right after that. And I think she wants to go to Nepal. So I think we're going to try to plan something out. We don't have any solid plans yet, but we're going to look into that just trekking Nepal. Um, and after that, like literally right after that, I think a week after that, I promised... My old coworkers, uh, Scuba Junkie, shout out to you guys, that you guys are having a 10-year reunion for everyone who's ever worked for that company. And for those don't know who've never heard of it, it's the best scuba diving in Asia. It might be the best in the world. I haven't been every single place, so I can't say specifically, but that's the best diving I've been to. And I've been, you know, I've had over 700 dives. So, you know, I've seen a lot of Australia. I've seen the Caribbeans. I've seen all of Asia. So I can pretty confidently say that the diving in Borneo, uh, especially the island called Sipidan and Mabul, best diving. I mean, like literally every dive, you're guaranteed to see at least a couple turtles um, at any dive site. And some of the dive sites, you're guaranteed to see 40 turtles. I mean, and that's insane because these are like endangered species. You see 40 of them. <laughs> you know, you can't, you know. See you, all of them. Yeah, yeah you see all of them. I mean, all, like, all the ones that are yeah. left are there. Uh, you can see sharks. You can see like, you know, these giant bump head parrot fish. And just all these, you know, weird, cool things. So I'm really, really looking forward to going, especially because they're, you know, they're such a cool company. They invited all of us to come for free. They said, you guys can come. Uh, you can, you know, give you accommodation food and free diving uh, but only for two days so i'm gonna extend that trip to five days i think because that's about you know i like i love diving but i don't want to do it for more than a couple of days yeah. at a time so that's gonna be that and go back to chiang mai and then for christmas i think i'm gonna meet my parents out in taiwan uh, that's where my family's from originally so it'd be nice to do a little trip but aside from that really i mean i'm just happy to be back at chiang mai I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know even after being in a position now where i can travel and i can you know have the freedom and the money now. I'm really happy there. You know, I really have a life there. Uh, you know, we talked about this 
in the Chiang Mai versus Saigon episode. But mainly the reason why I like Chiang Mai more than Saigon is it's less hectic. Mm-hmm. But some people would like that, that yeah, craziness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm excited to get back too. Like, I, like we were saying earlier in this episode even, we both do enjoy travel, but at the same time, we enjoy having that home base and that kind of structure to life. You know, it makes everything run smoother. And I don't know, I, it's, it's fun actually. Like I like having a routine. So I'm excited to get back to Saigon and get back to, you know, my girlfriend also. And just, oh, I just spilled my last check. Yeah, that's all right. There's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this yeah. is uh, how Johnny gets drunk off of half a beer. Yeah. Never drink. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny went from not drinking since his, what was it, 32nd birthday? Yeah. On July 11th, 2013, I didn't have a single drop of alcohol yeah. until this trip. And yeah. and he's been drinking every day. Every meal. Every meal he has a beer. So yeah, <laughs> 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 there's small beers, but he has beers. Well, what's funny is I'll order the, uh, so, so most people drink the 0.5 liter beers is half a liter. You know, there's like the big mugs. It's almost like, I guess a pint. Is that a pint? Yeah, it's I, a pint. Yeah. And I ordered the 0.2 liter yeah. beer, which looks like it comes in a champagne flute. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in this thin, tall glass. And you know, I'm, yeah. like, I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah. <laughs> looks very I, feminine. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I didn't like, because it, I like the taste of it. And the only reason I'm drinking it is because, you know what? I'm in Europe. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to go back to Chiang Mai or even back to the U.S., I know that there are little craft breweries in there, but you know what? I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> and it's you know it's also it's it's not it doesn't mix well with my my current goals for fitness and health. Yeah. So, but when I'm out here, you know, what? I'm gonna enjoy the crap out of some beers. Speaking of uh, speaking of that, do you want to talk about TI at all or no? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So this is some inside knowledge, yeah. <laughs> tight insiders. All right. We basically, so I've never really promoted Optimize Like a Boss, even though that's, I guess that, you know, that, that is partly my, yeah. my membership course. It's yeah. me and Anton partnered with it. How long, how long ago was that? Like seven months or more? I don't know. I have no idea. It was like in December of last year. So like eight months ago, eight months ago, we started Optimize Like a Boss. And it, the, the real quick backstory on it is Anton saw me helping some other people with their dropshipping stores to optimize it for conversions and sales. And he asked me, hey, can I, can I record it and basically teach it to other people? Because everyone who I sat down with for half an hour, an hour, uh, they made more sales and they thanked me for it. So that's how it came about. The reason why I never marketed it, you know, even though it'd be pretty easy to say, hey, everyone go to optimizelikeaboss.com and buy my course, is because it's not really something that most people need right now. It's something that if you are already successful with the dropshipping store, so let's say you built one with, with Anton's course and you know, you're already making a couple of sales and you're like, well, I'm getting 100 visitors a day, but only one person's buying how you know wouldn't it be nice if more people bought yeah it would be nice so that's that's how people find it later on and it's had such good reviews and such good you know like uh word of mouth that we never had to market it like literally we spent zero dollars marketing it and i've never even really blasted it even on my i don't even think i've even really mentioned it on my on my podcast or my blogs ever yeah basically the way it's marketed right now is you know in dropship lifestyle people sign up they build their stores they do well and then i don't give too much information in dropship lifestyle there's definitely more than enough there but i try to make it so you have to go out and do a little bit of research on your own i tell you how to do that research but then i want you to go and do it because i think learning is a huge part of success and i think that actually going through the steps on your own really can make the business work for you. So in this Optimize Like a Boss uh, boss course is Johnny actually showing the steps that he did after he went through the course. So it's things that everyone should be doing, but it's a much more detailed way of showing it. Instead of me telling you go out and do this, and then you go out and kind of figure it out, it's Johnny showing you this is how I figured it out. This is how I did this. This is how I did that. 
and it's really helped a lot of people. So we were thinking, like talking to each, talking to each other, and also with Johnny interviewing a lot of people for Travel Like a Boss that are in dropship lifestyle, and the ones that are really successful, we noticed like common traits in all of them, right? So most of them that are really doing well, like twenty thousand or more in sales a month, their mindset is basically the same as ours, and it's not something that we ever talk about in dropship lifestyle. It's not even something Johnny talks about in Optimize Like a Boss. It's not something we talk about on the Fast Business Forum. It's just something that we have instilled in us. You know, we think a certain way, which makes us successful. So what we're doing here with this whole Titan Insiders thing is walking you through every single step, starting with mindset and keeping that theme throughout the entire thing. Because a lot of you, maybe, you know, you, you want to be successful. You want to have an e-commerce store, let's say, and you watch all the videos in one night in Dropship Lifestyle because you're so excited about it. You watch it all and then you don't know what to do. You don't know how much time to put into it. You might think you could build a website in five minutes or you might, you just, you don't know. So what we're doing here is first guiding you through mindset and then slowly releasing material when you're ready for it. Because trust me, if you're just signing up now, you're not ready for it. So we're slowly releasing it and we're doing it in a way that you can slowly grow and really build that mindset for yourself. So the mindset that I have, the mindset that Johnny has, the mindset that everyone in the on the forum that's posting all these great success stories has, we're going to teach you in the beginning before we talk about making money at all. We're going to focus on that. And then we're going to focus on every single thing we do in detail to make that money. So it's very detailed. It's very actionable. And it's for all those people that kind of feel lost and feel like they can't do it on their own. Yeah, I, I think the two things that make me successful is being in an environment where I'm surrounded by other successful people that motivate me. And I actually told Anton this a bit earlier that my, my entire life, no one's really ever encouraged me and, and said, you know, and basically had my back, you know, say like, and believed in me. And, you know, like, I wish I could say that my father, you know, every, you know, every day he said, you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be a rich businessman, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to grow a great company. But, you know, he never really said that. That's not the way that he was raised in, in his culture. I never had friends. I don't, I don't have an older brother. Um, I mean, I do have friends, but <laughs> I never had friends who motivated me that way either. They were always kind of, I mean, honestly, I really feel like most of my friends wanted me to stay kind of around their same level so they can, you know, feel good about their own lives. And that's why they didn't want me to move out to Thailand. They didn't want me to get into e-commerce. They didn't want me to start a business. And I, and it's, it sucks because you know, my, my friends on Facebook never ever comment or post on my wall anymore. Uh, you know, I'll post something cool like, Hey, you know, you know, do you guys want to come out to you know Europe? And they don't even read it because in their minds, they're like, you know what? You know, it's so far out of their, their, their normal reality. Yeah. Well, you said the other day, you posted that photo of us in the co-working space in Budapest and said, we're getting worked on. And it had like, I don't know, 30 or 40 likes or something. And they were all friends from ours from around the world, right? All yeah. business owners. Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, I have, you know, 700 personal friends on my Facebook and the people that I knew from high school or college or from, you know, back in the normal life, the only time they ever post anything they comment or like is if it's something like, let's say, I bet you if I put up a, po a picture of me having a beer, everybody will like it. <laughs> or if I put, you know, if I complain about something, you know, yeah. like all, you know. Oh, it's um, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Or I can't wait till Friday. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that people will comment on. But, you know, when I try to share my success to help motivate others, and I don't do it to brag, and I actually really try not to brag, it's, it's a, you know, it's one of those things where people don't want to hear it. But at the same time, I wish I like, I really wish that somebody would have done that for me seven years ago or 10 years ago when I, you know, when, right when I graduated college or when I was getting started, I wish I had friends like that was, and just basically said like, Hey, you know, stop being, stop being cheap. <laughs> stop yeah. trying to live as cheaply as possible. You know, you're wasting your freaking time. I wasted so many years of my life trying to take shortcuts and trying to live as cheaply as possible and basically having the opposite mindset that I have now. So 
what I'm really excited for is the reason why no Titan Insiders can work is because I never had that mindset growing up. I never had that mindset until very recently, until about a year ago, when you know uh, I had friends who basically said, "Hey, you know." You, it's time to put in the work, time to put in the effort, stop taking shortcuts and stop saying you can't afford it. Ask yourself how you can afford it. So that is the basis of, of TI. Yeah, right. Like you were saying, basically what it sounds like is you were looking for like mentorship or that's what would have changed it. So I wish, like John even said, with Optimize Like a Boss, he sat down with people, he pointed out some things in their stores and it made them do better. And, you know, I do the same thing. I help people. They ask me questions. I point out a few things. They make the changes. They do better. So picture this, what we're going to offer here, basically as us, it's the closest it could be as us sitting next to you and really helping you from the day we meet you into the day that you're making 20k a month in sales 30k a month in sales that's what it's like and having us you know remind you periodically probably every week saying hey are you, are you getting this done? <laughs> right, right. And letting you know where you should be at, you know, and you have to hold yourself accountable, but we're going to tell you where you should be. And if you're not there, it's not because of us, it's because you're not doing the work. So we're going to tell you exactly where you should be on any given week. And it's up to you to make that happen. But we're going to give you that mindset first to know what you have to do and to know what this is really all about. You know, so I used to think that, you know, maybe it was for everyone. Maybe there are certain, you know, like certain timing or certain businesses that just don't work well. But I've, but then at the same time, then I'll meet people all of a sudden, you know, who just started the store a month ago in a niche that I thought was stupid <laughs> and they're freaking killing it, you know? And I'm like, well, you know what? What is it about this guy that's doing well? It's not his niche. Right. It's not his timing because it came in later than anyone else. Mm. It's because his worth ethic, his, his motivation yep. and his network. And just like... And really, that is that is what it comes down to. Is whenever people ask me, like, "Hey, I've actually had people." And this pisses me off. People ask me, "Can I build? Can I hire you to build my store for me?" And mm. these are personal, close friends. I don't want to mention their names, but to me, they're they're not going to be successful if they want someone else to do the work. And yeah. honestly, and I never I never like to admit this, but in the beginning, that's how I felt too. I wanted other people to do the work. You know, I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm sitting right next to you. Can you can you kind of just do this for me?" Mm. And when people don't do it for me, I was kind of pissed. And I was like, well, you know, it'd be so much easier for you to help me with it. Please just, yeah. just do it. I'll pay you or I'll give you a percentage. But no, the reason why people don't accept that is because it's not going to work if someone else does the work. You Like, all we can do is guide you through it. And I really think that TI is going to, you know, it'd be the best way for us to kind of hold your hand and guide you through it. So make sure you're not wasting your time, you know, doing the wrong thing. Um, but also making sure that you actually are successful. Right. Yeah. We're going to show you exactly what to do. It's still up to you to do all the work, but we're going to show you exactly what to do. So again, this is like the way that you're going to be accountable. There's no joining and then getting like 70 videos in your face. Like, okay, here you go. This is the closest to mentoring you're ever going to get. Because honestly, like Johnny knows, like neither of us have time to actually sit with people and help them all day. Like there's just not enough hours in the day. And even if there was, it's not how I'd want to be spending my time. So well, what I think is crazy is people <laughs> ask Anton, you know, do you do phone coaching? And he says, no. Yeah. And they say, well, I'll pay, I'll pay you $200 an hour. More, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, st he still said no. Yeah, it's not like, that's not what I want to do with my time. I, trust me, I, it's not because I don't want people to succeed. I do. But the reason I run my own businesses is so I can spend my time how I like. So with something like this, what Johnny and I can do is collaborate and put our best thoughts together via videos. So some with just Johnny, some with just me, some with us together, but actually show people what we do. So not the whole lifestyle stuff, not us, you know, traveling around Europe, not us on a beach somewhere, not us just scuba diving and whatever it is. This is the actual business side. This is what makes that all run. This 
this is how life works. Without this stuff, we would be probably in our parents' basements, you know, never doing anything. So this is the actual business side of it. Well, the re main reason why I'm excited for, for the theme of Titan Insiders is I love talking about travel and these fun things. And that's what the podcast is for. You know, the podcast, you know, isn't even really monetized. If you want to book a, a go to hotel room, please do it for my <laughs> link. But aside from that, you know, it's not really a monetized thing. It's because I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy interviewing people and figuring out what is making the money so I can get ideas for myself as well, ask experts questions uh, and, you know, talk about where we're traveling to and, you know, keep people motivated because I really think that people need that. They need, you know, to at least either, either live vicariously through others or to see other people, you know, that other people are succeeding, they're doing it and they can do it as well. But what I really like about the theme of Titan Insiders is there's going to be none of that. I mean, mm -hmm. basically we had decided today in the, in the sauna, in the, yeah. <laughs> in the steam room that we're not going to talk about any of that. We're not going to film, you know, with nice backdrops and the beaches. We're not going to film, you know, talk about how great life is. Yeah. We're going to say, look, the only reason why we can afford to do these things is because we work hard. And yeah. if you don't want to work hard, you don't deserve to do these things. Right. This isn't working. This isn't about like working at a coffee shop in Saigon or being at Pun Space in Chiang Mai. This is about putting your head down and making it happen. No matter where you are, no matter what kind of computer you have, if you have a laptop and you have internet, you can do what, exactly what we're doing as far as numbers go in business. And once that's all done, then you worry about your lifestyle. We're going to teach you how to do the actual business. Yeah. So this is kind of a thing I, I don't really share with other people, but I, I think it kind of be fun to talk about right now is why don't I have five dropshipping stores? Why don't I do 10? Yep. Right? So if I can make, you know, like, if, you know, if I'm making 30K per store, why not have five stores and make yeah. 150K in, in sales a month? It's because even though I can manage my store in four hours a week, which is kind of, you know, kind of what I do on most times, especially right now when I'm traveling, I'm not really spending, I'm definitely not spending four hours a week <laughs> uh, while I'm traveling. But if I have five stores, guess what? That's 20 hours a week. And that's just for maintenance mode. If I want to try to grow them, I'm going to end up spending 40 or 60 hours a week. And that's that's not why I signed up for this life. I signed up for this life and this business and this lifestyle because I want to be able to work four hours a week and then have free time to do other things I like. Yeah, and that's why I created the course because honestly, people ask me like, well, if you know how to do this so well, why don't you just have thousands of stores and like thousands of niche stores? And you know what? I could and I've had dozens at the same time. And when I have dozens, I'm working 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. I have many people on the phone all day for me. I have a big team. I have lots of freelancers working for me. And guess what? It's not fun. It's not what I want. If I wanted to be the next Wayfair or Hay Needle and be a 500 million or Wayfair is now over a billion dollar company, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what they're doing and I can honestly eventually build a corporation to that size. I have no interest. In it. So that's why we teach this stuff. It's because it, it mixes in with our lifestyle. It aligns with what we want out of life. Yeah. And it allows me to just t talk to other people and, and share ideas and it makes me excited. I really, really feel like it gets me excited when other people are successful, you know, and they can follow along and they can grow along with us because I guarantee you this is not the end of the journey you know i'm 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 so happy that you know i, I actually looked into how much can i get for selling my, my one of my dropshipping stores and it was be quite a bit i think yeah a lot of money yeah the, i think the offer at the time was sixty thousand dollars and it's a lot more now yeah and it's and but i'm so happy i kept it because i think the only time the only reason at the time i was like you know what you know i just like i don't know what's happening in my life i just want you know like maybe i should just cash out but now i'm like you know what there's always gonna be competition and i can either do two things i can either ignore it or I can get better. So what I've done in the past four months since I've gotten a lot of competition is I grew the crap out of my stores. I redesigned all of them. You know, I've, I've optimized the crap out of them. And now instead of getting one sale a day, some days I have five sales a day. Yeah, it's really funny. Johnny actually met, he, he messaged me on Facebook and said he was nervous because a new competitor entered, entered his, one of his spaces and their site looked nice and he was nervous about it and he wanted to sell his site. And I'm like, listen, like you, you run a business, there's going to be competition. So instead of, yeah, instead of trying to take the easy way out and trying to like dump his site because he was worried about it, literally he, he made a lot of improvements and he shows me a Shopify dashboard 
for it. And you could see you could see some of his stories he posts on his blog, but he's doing better than ever. So he got a, he got a new competitor with an amazing looking site, and he's making more sales than ever now. So You're crushing them. Yeah, exactly. Down, yeah, care. yeah. <laughs> and what's cool is that forced me to learn and grow, and that's what allows me to to have the knowledge to do things like the Optimizer like Boss or Titan Insiders. You know, is it because I've learned the basics and said, okay, this is how you do the basics? Is no, it's because every single week I'm learning and growing with new tricks. That I'm you know it, you know it's a lot of stuff I find from other places and I implement it on my stores and some of the stuff I just kind of think up on my own and I test it and some things work and some things don't but instead yeah. of people wasting their time trying to figure it out themselves I'm like hey this is what this is what works and this is what increased my sales by 40% so you should do it as well yeah and like what I just started doing with uh, the Fast Business Insiders and in, in our forum the Fast Business Forum I wanted to start adding more value so every week I was releasing these new videos and they'd either be ask me anything style interviews with people that are very successful from the course or just different traffic methods that I use that make me a lot of money but I don't talk about in dropship lifestyle because they are advanced I started doing it every week and then I realized that's what I was talking to Johnny about he's like if you did this to yourself like one of the newest traffic methods I talk about he said if you set this up yourself in one of your stores how much time does it take you and honestly me, me myself I've been doing some of these this one we were talking about specifically I've been using for over five years now if I was going to do it myself it would take me over a week so I know it's not fair to just dump all this information on people and hope that they can like scrap it together and make it work so that's why again in TI we're slowly releasing this information in a way that we can stay on top of you you're going to have enough time to do it but you better do it in that time because we're going to stay on top of you yeah I like it so it's actually not available yet but if yeah. you want to check out the, the whatever's on the site right yeah, now yeah go to titaninsiders.com and we'll, t- we'll tell you when it is available yeah but uh, what's really nice is if you sign up for Anton dropshipping course it's antonmethod.com you're right now um, it's Titan, Titan's not available yet but when you do when it, when it is out you're actually going to get the first month for free right and, and I think the reason why I wanted to set it that way is I, I want even if people don't end up staying along I want them to have that correct mindset and the motivation to get started and because become successful because I know 100% that if they start making a couple thousand dollars a month from their course they're going to say you know what Johnny you know and Anton thank you for that I'm happy to pay you guys a hundred or two hundred dollars a month uh, for this if I'm going to be growing my business if I can you know if, if we can grow your business by 20% a month yeah you know and I really think that you know we definitely can especially in the beginning it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and that's one of those mindset things about monthly fees. But that's why we're doing the first month free, so you could actually see how much value is in here and actually learn from it. But talking about you know mindset, someone posted on the forum the other day. They they were kind of hesitant to spend twenty nine dollars a month on Shopify, which is the e commerce platform that I use, that Johnny uses, that I recommend to everyone in Dropship Lifestyle. And this person was like, Yeah, you know, I see some free versions out there, and that's like kind of the whole mindset thing. Twenty nine dollars a month or whatever it is is such a small number in the in the grand scheme of things. If you have the right mindset and you plan in advance, that's going to be nothing. That's going to be this little drip that you pay every month to run a huge empire. I was talking to Johnny in one of the bathhouses the other day. Like, can you even imagine that one of your stores right now is doing, you know, close to 40K a month in sales while you're like traveling the world? If you wanted that, you know, let's say in the States, you wanted to build a store, you, like think about how much you have to put into that between all the licensing and actually renting the space and having it totally built out and buying inventory and hiring employees and getting the point of sale system and just doing ev- like, it's insane. It's going to be a lot more than $29 a month. A lot more than $29 <laughs> a month. So this is where mindset comes into it. We're going to get started with that. Ti just wanted to kind of introduce introduce you guys to what it's all about. All right. Well, we gotta head to the airport. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We don't wanna miss our flights. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check out the show notes. Travel like a boss podcast.com episode forty five. And I'm gonna have links to everything we just talked about. And I'll see you guys next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.